Cleveland offers big bucks to keep Sherwin-Williams in town. Ohio's facial recognition database for law enforcement could get a good bit more secure. And is Ohio finally going to come down hard on farmers for the fertilizers that drain from their land into Lake Erie and feed algae blooms? It's the wake up from Cleveland.com for Friday, February 21st. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson dug deep to make sure Sherwin-Williams kept its headquarters here, coming up with $100 million in incentives over 30 years. The money will help the company build a $300 million headquarters office bordering Public Square. The deal includes a $13.5 million construction grant, an $11.5 million job creation grant, and a tax increment financing district. The package contains no newly created incentives. What makes it different is that it is of large scale, reflecting the size of the Fortune 500 company the city is trying to keep. The city would use tax increment financing, which is using the property taxes created by the project to help pay for the project, that could be worth $75 million. Cleveland schools would not give up their share of the extra taxes, though. Jackson told reporters Thursday that the package is the basic city incentive package, just bigger. Police, the FBI, and other law enforcement agencies would be permanently cut off from Ohio's controversial facial recognition software if a task force studying best practices for the database has its way. Attorney General Dave Yost cut off those agencies temporarily last year so they could get more training. Yost released the task force's recommendations Thursday including one to add the current Ohio driver license photo database. Current photos are from 2011. The state is spending more than $21 million to revamp the software next year to better identify suspects and missing persons by matching their photos with the updated driver's license and mugshot pictures. About 4,500 law enforcement agencies had been using the database for crime solving, And Yost has said he has detected no abuse by any of those agencies. For safety, though, the task force said the other agencies should be cut off and ask the state to conduct any searches they need instead of having direct access. Since Larry Householder took over as Ohio House Speaker last year, the legislature keeps missing deadlines on key bills, reports Cleveland.com's Laura Hancock. That's something that has not happened in a decade. Critics say the Perry County Republican is not as mindful of the clock as he should be, considering that some deadlines are specified in the Ohio Constitution. Householder dismisses the notion that he works slowly, yet changes to the Ohio EdChoice private school vouchers program were delayed. The state's two-year operating budget was delayed. The workers' compensation budget was delayed. The roads budget was delayed. Some say privately that Householder has a strong personality and wields a lot of power in Columbus that he runs the clock as a strategy to create stress, rack his opponent's nerves, and give lobbyists extra time to work them. After years of rebuffing pressure to limit fertilizer and manure flowing into Lake Erie, Ohio will develop a total maximum daily load for phosphorus. 
That's a big deal. Phosphorus is a chief cause of the harmful algal blooms in the Western Basin. For years, Ohio officials, including former Governor John Kasich, adamantly refused to set hard limits on phosphorus. Cleveland.com's Laura Johnson reports the Ohio EPA's draft 2020 water quality report says the state will spend two to three years developing an enforceable limit. Ohio has spent millions of dollars to address the annual scourge of toxic algae in Lake Erie. Family farmers have adopted new practices to cut back on phosphorus. Cities have added expensive technology to treat drinking water for toxins. The goal is to reduce phosphorus by 40% in the year 2025 under a 2016 pact with Ontario and Michigan. Still, EPA research shows no decrease in the phosphorus flowing into the lake, and the state is nowhere near meeting an interim goal of 20% this year. First Kent State, now Oberlin. Protest is in the air. More than 800 Oberlin College students and community members are protesting the administration's announcement that it will consider laying off 108 union workers. Protesters crowded the halls outside of a faculty meeting on February 19th. The school might contract with a private company for dining and custodial services, affecting 52 full-time dining employees and 56 custodial employees, represented by the United Auto Workers. The university is working to cut costs and says the move to a contractor could save $2 million a year. At Kent State, students are protesting the treatment of workers in addition to a handful of other issues, including how the school has planned for the 50th anniversary commemoration of the shootings of student protesters in May 1970. Thank you for listening to The Wake Up. We will be back with another edition on Monday. Have a great weekend.